Good morning and welcome to Emma Audio. <clears throat> I'm driving home from the Christmas tree farm where I was mowing the meadow that is my access with the truck to the, the certain parts of the Christmas trees. I scythe it. Uh, I use a scythe and, and mow it by hand each year because it's such a relatively small area, it doesn't make sense for me to own a tractor. And I, I turn it into hay, so I'm spreading it out and, and fluffing it, turning it, and all that. There's this patch of lupins in the main area that I mow that is quite beautiful. These multicolored lupins, they come up each year. And um, I think it was last year, the owners of the land, we don't own the land, we rent from four different landowners. Uh, it's a long, complicated story, but basically the owners of the land they put some fence posts around the lupins last year, I think just to indicate to me, like, please don't mow these, they're enjoying them. And those fence posts were still there this year. Uh, I did leave them last year because I mowed earlier in the season, the lupins were still blooming. This year, the lupins not only had set seed, but the seed had dropped already. So I removed the fence posts and, and mowed that area. And I was worrying that the landowners were going to complain to me or say, uh, you know, why did you mow this? We, we put fence posts around because we didn't want you to mow it. What, what's going to happen with the lupins? Lupins are a biannual, so they need to grow a plant one year in order to have that plant come back the next year and flower. So there's always a sort of like alternating cycle. It's not that they bloom every other year, it's that every year there's sort of a new wave of one-year-old plants that then will bloom the following year. And I could see the concern on their part of, you know, look, you're killing these one-year-old plants. How are they gonna bloom next year? And I was worrying about this, and then I had this epiphany, which is really why I'm talking about this here, which is that I've been mowing this meadow by hand for, let's see, eight, coming on nine years now. I think this might be the ninth year. So those lupins, have been here the entire time of the nine years. Whatever I was doing for those nine years, they caused those lupins to be there. And I think there's two things here. One is, as humans, we often fail to recognize that we are part of a system. And if we like what, a, what something exists and we're a part of that system, then we are, our actions within that system are a part of causing that to happen in the first place, right? If you like the fact that the lupins are in this meadow, me mowing the meadow the way I do, maybe by hand. I'm not. I can't remember if they were there back when the previous landowner used to mow it with a tractor. But you know, me mowing the meadow by hand all these years has led to this big, healthy stand of lupins. So whatever I'm doing, that's you know, I'm a part of that natural system, and and probably a very consequential part in terms of the lupins becoming established. And then this leads to the broader point, which is that sometimes when we like something and we worry that, when we start to recognize that something is nice, we start to worry that we're gonna screw it up, that we need to somehow leave it alone, or we're gonna screw it up. And we fail to recognize that, again, we're a part of the world. 
that thing didn't happen because it got left alone. That thing happened because certain forces acted upon it and that caused it to come into being. And until we understand what those forces are, leaving it alone is just as likely to cause it to disappear because other forces will start to gain sway than doing the thing that we were intending to do. Now, it's quite easy to take something that's lovely and screw it up. This is why I don't think you should ever build a house in the middle of a meadow. Right? The meadow's lovely. Don't build the house there. Build the house somewhere that isn't lovely. And all the destruction of the machinery to build the house is going to rehabilitate that area. It's going to sort of clean out all the junk that's in that area. It's called site rehabilitation. And I've done it for years now on our, our property at home. And it's made a tremendous difference. But often when we, when we like something, at that very moment that we like it, that we realize that we like it, and we start to fear losing it, we lose sight of the fact that we are probably, especially if it's something that, it's something that we've been interacting with, we are probably as much a cause of, like, of that thing that we like as anything else. And at the very least, we need to understand what they are before we go feeling like we shouldn't interact with it at all. Thank you for listening. I'm home now, and I gotta go. Talk tomorrow.